Hey, this is Jess. This is Emily. And this is Sandra. And you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, and welcome back. We are at episode three of season four, The Hobbit, The Sofa, and Digger Styles. There is oh so much controversy <laughs> over Digger Styles. Do you love yeah. him or do you hate him? Oh, Digger. Oh my gosh. You know, like this is, I forgot that one, the Lord of the Rings episode comes so early in the season. I forgot two, that Digger shows up so early in the season, but I was like, oh, okay. I've aged. I'm a little bit older. Do I find Digger okay. more attractive than I used to? I had the same thought. I, I always like, found him attractive. Am I old? Am I the no. old lady in the group? <laughs> I when I was younger, was I was like, he's he's an adult. I don't I don't find him attractive. Adults are gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now watching it, I'm like, Digger. <laughs> Right? Well, and I'm see, like, oh wait. <laughs> if you if you really want to keep it accurate to the timeline, go watch Mrs. Maisel and then you see the what and he's aged very well. He has. Yeah, that's good. But he, he mm-hmm. definitely looks his age. He's got the gray. Uh you can tell. His face is filled out a little more. He's still a good looking dude. He's a good looking dude and he is a smooth talker. He is. He is. He's only six years older than me. And that what? is an existential crisis. In this Wait, really? episode? Yeah. Or, he said, oh. They say he's 37. Oh. I oh, thought okay. meant, like In the episode. Not in Mrs. Pace. Not in real life. <laughs> I was like, you, there's no way he's like four years older than me in real life. That dude looks no, no, no. <laughs> a couple years younger than my dad. Yeah. He does look very grown up. Anyway, Digger Styles is um, in the title, but is actually a pretty minor part of this episode. <laughs> he really he becomes is. a bigger part of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's jump right into this episode. Yeah. So we start off at Yale. And uh, Lorelai is apparently taking out her sadness for Rory no longer living at home by just buying her all kinds of things. And while Lorelai is shopping for dorm decor, Rory is shopping for classes because apparently at Yale, or at least at fictional Yale, they get to go to as many classes as they can or as they want to and pick all of their classes from there. Did she say she has 50 classes picked out? She did. That she wants to go to? I don't even know how more. you can do that physically. Like, I don't I mean, think you in a can. week. I think it's a time turner situation. Like, it's just not <laughs> possible. So when I registered for classes in college, I am pretty sure it was like, we had to do it right away because otherwise they would fill up. Yep. And we mm-hmm. would lose our spot. And, and that it was first online. Week, exactly. It was online. And you got like a specific time that you were supposed to do it. But mm-hmm. then when you actually got the class and you didn't want it, it was a whole process to get out of that class. 
right? Yes. Oh. Because you had to drop within this certain period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where I went, we had an ad drop period. I think it was like the first month, maybe, that you could drop a class without any repercussions. It wasn't on Mm -hmm. your transcript or anything like that. It was just, it was out. But if you tried to do something after that, well, good luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so we can already tell, obviously, uh, Lorelai is not only seeing Rory on Friday evenings for dinner. Lorelai is making herself a presence at Yale, which I kind of think we all suspected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was no way that they were just going to become, you know, once a week buddies. Oh, no. I like the little, like, Star's Hollow Gazette drop. Yes. Um, Especially with, like... Not even the editor would subscribe to the Stars Hollow Gazette because, you know, somehow that becomes Rory's future in the yeah. very distant future. And so, you know, it's not foreshadowing because I don't think Amy knew that that's where Rory was going to end up. But it kind of seems like foreshadowing now. It's fun to think of. Yeah. About now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. But it is cute. She's still trying to stay connected. I wonder if, you know, Taylor's uh, manipulation Taylor's manipulation has kind of like left its mark and she's really trying not to become disconnected from Stars Hollow. I could see that. But uh, Lorelai makes fun of Rory for being probably too early to her classes, which we will see. And as they head out the door. Real, real quick. And I know because Charlie's getting ready to start kindergarten and we're so right there what Rory was talking about and Lorelai was talking about. What mother in her right mind would believe they have to be at the school at 6 (laughs) a.m.? Because a five-year-old tells you so. Probably one that's 21 years old and doesn't realize life. And there's like open houses and come meet your teacher beforehand and like all these things to tell you. What as tell the adult what time to have your kid there? Why would you listen to the five year old? <laughs> because it's Rory. She's a very responsible five year old. Yeah, she was the most responsible five year old that ever five year old. Yeah. But as they head out the door, Lorelai gets a whiff of something. She can get smell it. something in the air. I get it. It's mm-hmm. Emily. And Rory's like, Grandma hasn't been here. Like, you're you're crazy. (laughs) But Lorelai knows. There have been times, not recently, it's been a while, but I would go home and I'd walk through my house and I'd look at Sean and be like, is my mom here? He goes, yeah, she (laughs) dropped Charlie off earlier. How did you know? I smell her perfume. Mm -hmm. 100% Mm -hmm. accurate. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, scent is like one of the most powerful uh, ways of like bringing up memory right my mom is the smell of exclamation and cigarette smoke <laughs> wonderful <laughs> there's somebody at work who i don't know them i have no clue which floor they work on but when they get in the elevator and they leave it when i walk in it smells exactly like the lady who lived across the street from my grandmother's house and it takes <laughs> me there instantly every time <laughs> it's a perfume you associate perfume with people i know i do Exactly. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about perfume next week. Just a little bit. I just want to mention the last little tidbit that we find out in the scene is that Rory has a new sweet mate. Yes. That we will meet later. Enough said. But she runs. She jogs. She jogs. She jogs. jogs. Enough said. 
That's what I gotta say. There's a there is some some hate, some slamming in this episode. There's some double standards that we'll discuss for oh, yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we move on to Yale class. Rory shockingly is obscenely early. She's the first one. And she does this really cute, like, shuffle from seat to seat, like, picking her her best seat. And she's about to do it again when suddenly she's joined by a boy. And then it's that, like, oh, wait, no, I can't be the weirdo moving around seats. I just need to to pick a spot and stay there. Yep. This is our first Yale boy. Mm -hmm. I I always interpret it as she sat down, started reading her book, decided, no, this is stupid let me leave and come back and maybe when yeah. marty came in she's like oh no wait she's like oh not i'm already stupid. in here. yeah mm-hmm. huh either way no, yeah. either way yeah. now it's just rory and marty marty uh, and i have we don't know his name or <laughs> yeah this mystery guy i have a lot of appreciation for who i'm assuming is the ta who comes yeah. <laughs> in to start dropping off packets and he's just like freshman because Everybody who has been to to college and everybody even in, in high school knows that, like, you look at a group of people and they're doing something that you probably did three or four or two years ago. And you're just like, ugh, freshmen. Like, at my school, all the freshmen would wear their lanyards. Like, they would have their, their ID badge on a lanyard. And yeah. it's like, oh, freshmen. <laughs> You've l- you'll forget that exists. Until you yep. want a student discount somewhere. <laughs> no, um, RRDs, we had to wear them all the time, right? Uh, so it seemed like the underclassmen would always wear it on the lanyard, but the upperclassmen would always, like, bobby pin it somewhere onto their uniform, right? Ooh, yeah. This is in high I school, not that. in college. <laughs> it's like, it stopped being about lanyards. It was like, this is so lame. Let me just, like, tuck it into a pocket. I have my ID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yep. <laughs> but like lanyards felt so cool in freshman year. It was like, wow, look at my cool college swag. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, we looked like dorks <laughs> or doctors, you know, who also wear lanyards and they're not dorks. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how excited I was when I got my first like work ID. So like my picture and everything. And I had already mm-hmm. had my college ID and it got me all the student discounts I wanted. It was fantastic. But I got my first work ID working for a hospital network and oh my god i treasured that thing it was so cool did you have one of those like zippy cords well i had already had one of those when i served because okay. you had to, to swipe it to get on and off the computer yeah. so i already I had one of those i didn't care zippy about that one <laughs> uh, that, that that was old news <laughs> well jumping back over to stars hollow we are at Suki's house, which a little bit of construction is happening um jackson is tinkering with something and they are doing some dragonfly paperwork at the same time. There's a lot of signatures that need to happen. Seems like probably some of the final paperwork is is mm-hmm. being taken care of. And Jackson is installing a baby monitor to their central sound system, which... What? I mean, <laughs> I think it must have been like those houses that had intercoms, right? I don't know, yeah. but that to me feels like such... A rich thing to have? (laughs) To have any kind of intercom? No, this is my issue, too, is that they're basically discussing the fact that they don't have income coming in. Yeah. Jackson, Mm -hmm. kind of. I'm assuming he still has the vegetable thing going on. 
but his well, yeah. major job at the Independence Inn is out, right? Well, he mm. has his own vegetable, like, yeah, greenhouse. So, so like, they're just, yeah, the inn was just one of his customers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were, you know. But, yes, yeah. he did lose some income. But, realistically, Suki has nothing coming in, right? Mm-hmm. And yet they're doing all these extravagant, I mean, I guess they're just preparing. They're first-time parents. Yeah. What I understood from what Jackson was doing uh, Suki said he was trying to like wire it up to the existing central sound system. Mm-hmm. So my issue is this is a house that was probably built with how old the town was in the 40s, 50s, 60s. And at some point, a central sound system was installed. I don't think they I did mean, it here. I think it's probably like one of those weird intercoms. Like I know that like my fiance's house has an intercom system that nobody uses and I yeah. remember growing up, friends' houses would have them. None of them worked because nobody actually used them or kept them, you know, working. But that mm-hmm. must be what it is. Yeah. Do you guys remember that DCOM smart house? Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I could think of. <laughs> the, with uh, Katie Seagal? Yes. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. her. I love her. Anyway. Well, while this is all going on, Suki also has a proposition for Lorelai because obviously, as we've talked about, they don't have any money coming in. And Suki has this great idea. Why don't we start a catering business just until the baby comes? And Lorelai is like hesitant because that's not really her thing. That's actually a pretty good idea. It totally is her thing. Yeah. It is. It's 100% what she did. Especially like when we see the party. Uh Mm -hmm. 100% up her alley. Does this not remind you of the golf ball, like, party that she threw and the Beanie Baby thing that she threw? Like, she's done this. Yeah. Yeah. Many times. They're just for smaller people this time. if you can plan a wedding to this scale that she has planned, she can plan almost anything. So, Mm -hmm. they kind of, she's trying to let Suki down gently and Suki's just, like, really pushing it. And then she says, well, how long do I have to think about it? knowing there's there's a week or something because they have a party they already have a party on the books it's a aaron it's like aaron taylor's 11th birthday party or something by the time we end this conversation uh it seems like the party thing is going to happen because they're already booked and there's also a little bit where uh jackson really wants them to use the baby monitor to talk to him but he can't hear them through the baby monitor. So there's some great Suki and Jackson comedy in the works. And I, I'm sure you will talk about this in fashion. But can I just say how amazing Suki looks I have the same in thing. this scene? She yes. looks so good. Her, I, I think it's just her hair up. Her hair up, to, her hair up just brings out like the best of her facial features. It just looks mm. so good. I mean, she's gorgeous. Like, she Melissa's is. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do very much for Melissa to be like glowing. They don't. Agreed. Okay, so jumping back to the dorms at Yale, Rory walks in and Lorelai was right. Emily has been here, and not only has she been here, she has left her mark. Can I just pause real quick? Rory did not Mm -hmm. walk in so much as she fell in. Like, she literally falls because of the weight of the books in her hand. I'm assuming old lock? I don't know. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's just so funny. Like, couldn't couldn't balance properly to <laughs> unlock the door and get in without dropping everything else. Mm-hmm. And there you have Tana just sitting on the coffee table. On the coffee table? Looking Was at- she on the coffee yes, table? Yes, she is sitting on yeah, the she's coffee just table. On the coffee table. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I also never noticed before the coffee table looks like a stack it's of books. three books. Mm-hmm. I never noticed it. I just thought that was really cool and actually kind of very nice of Emily. Because yeah. Because I know she would be like, very fitting Rory for would Rory. love this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, immediately, Emily's on the phone. She's like, I was going to wait for you, but I'm just too excited. I'm going to call doesn't, you. <laughs> doesn't she say something along the lines of, my life isn't as long as, as yours? Yeah. Like, am yeah, I going to die before? I will <laughs> yeah. literally die before you call me. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Rory just can't figure out what to say in this situation because honestly what do you say like i i think for like the shock that she had just walked in and just seen all of this and then um, emily immediately calls of hey look at all this new stuff like she already kind of voiced her opinion decently Mm -hmm. of just like i this is this isn't good this isn't great i don't have roommates i have other people that live here and it makes it kind of my room. Exactly. Getting rid of all of the existing dorm furniture mm-hmm. is like a pretty massive move. She talks about it later, but like, yeah, what if that belonged to somebody else? But of course, Emily is just like, I got you the best of the best. Well, I kind of assume Emily might have put it in storage because you have to leave that furniture there. Like, yeah, obviously, probably. Rory's not going to leave that furniture in that dorm. So I assume Emily wouldn't want to have to reimburse the costs of the furniture was there before. So maybe it's in storage. I can also see Emily just throwing it away and then being like, Here's a $10,000 check. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, Emily has hooked it up. There is uh, a nice TV. There's a DVD player, a VHS. I think there's surround sound. There's like a full living room set. 5.1 surround sound system. You have to get Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like under almost any other circumstance, this would be a really lovely dorm like room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? This would be great. If you walked into your dorm at Yale and this is what it looked like, it'd be like, wow. This is super cool. This is a nice dorm. (laughs) But because Emily did it without asking. Yeah. There is that, like, kind of, you're overstepping, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But guys, I have an amazing question for you. Um, A huge question. What the hell is going on with Tana? Apparently Tana doesn't know she's at Yale. Like, just, like, in general? Yeah. Like, she is in a void right now. Like, I don't understand. She just realized there was a fireplace. That was yeah. there. Yeah, I think Tana is like very uh, early aughts, like space cadet type girl, you know, where it's like she's just living in her own world. She's really smart, but she's not connected to reality. So I started uh, binging Project Runway, like legit binging. I started like three weeks ago and I'm on season four. And season four, as I'm sure many people who have watched this episode, watched this show know, is the episode with Christian Siriano, who is still mm. massive in the fashion mm-hmm. industry. But yes. there's a woman on it who's named, I think, Elisa. And she is just in her own world. 
does things her own way. Like nobody understands her thought process to get what she wants to do. But she keeps coming out with these beautiful like clothing lines or clothing mm-hmm. clothing items. And it's like, hmm, so you're the Tana of the group is what it made <laughs> me think of. I love that Rory is like, let me show you around you. Let's take a little tour. Yeah. A tour yeah. of, I mean, Emily only furnished the one room as far as we can <laughs> no, tell, no, they're right? They're going out. They're going out. She's giving her a tour of you. I, I ne- honestly, I never understood what she was talking about. I always assumed she's like, let's take a tour. And I thought it was like to look at the new stuff in of their the room. room. Yeah, yeah, of the room. And I was like, you need to take a tour of the one room? I'm very confused. <laughs> I mean, it seems like Tana would be, that would be useful would, for her. Would still need Honestly. It, yeah. She was sitting on the coffee table. Like. Okay, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I have too. But like. But I think she generally thought it was a chair. She is also surrounded by new, new couches <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I like Tana, and I also like Janet. So let's jump to our next scene, which is uh, the Gilmore girls are having a phone date, mm-hmm. and they are both settling in to have this phone date. Real quick, and they're catching the each other up. Of Lorelai running into the house, and how the camera just kind of follows her and circles the kitchen, and then down the hallway, and then to the. Li- I just I love the camera mm-hmm. work on that scene. I love it. Yeah, continue. The glasses? Mm-hmm. Yes, the glasses. It's are always great. fun when they put glasses on Lauren because it's like, she looks so hey, good. Sometimes people wear glasses. I say, as all three of us hosts are glasses wearers. <laughs> well, Sandra doesn't have hers on right now. Listen, Not I don't have them on, but I am the glasses wearer. I should have them. <laughs> the one thing that I also liked, well, kind of inferred, I guess, is that Lorelai is a little bit lonely right now. Mm hmm. And. Yeah. She's waiting for that phone call. Like, she is prepared. I mean, she's rushing yeah. through and blah, blah, blah. But, like, as soon as she picks up that uh, call, she knows it's Rory. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I assume they scheduled it? Yeah, probably. probably. Well, so let's talk briefly about Janet. Because Janet features in this scene. And so Janet is the final addition to Rory's dorm suite she mm-hmm. was the one who hadn't moved in yet. She's got the other private room. And Janet's thing, and will be her thing throughout, is that she is sporty. Later, she you know, we refer to her jogs. as a jock. She jogs. She runs. She works out. I think it's, I can't remember, honestly, is she on a sports team? Do we ever learn that? They don't specifically they say. But Janet does say at one point that she is on a partial scholarship. Right? Okay, so that was my thought, is, like, Janet's probably on a scholarship. She's probably here to play something. And having my freshman roommate be, like, a collegiate athlete, yeah, she worked out a lot. Mm -hmm. Because she had to work out to maintain her physical ability to play the sport that she was at the school for. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I'm sorry. Janet's jogging. Janet's working out. That's fine. Janet's allowed to do that. We can't criticize people's bodies who are larger and also criticize people who are working out and being healthy and active. Mm-hmm. Like, two sides of the same coin. Well, I think it's just specifically with the Gilmores, unfortunately. There has been and will be and will continue to have discussion of other people's bodies 
but their mm-hmm. bodies are great. And they yes, can eat yeah. whatever they want. And they're All always going to look the world, perfect. And they don't have to but work out. But if you're mm-hmm. overweight or if you're working out, you're just not a girl's girl in their eyes. And it's Which just is not, wild. Yeah. It's not the best It's wild. Look. I do hate that, though, that, like, throughout, I think we see, like, one scene in a future season of Gianna outside of her whole, like, acti- like sport activity, whatever it is, running, cross-country track, whatever. Every single storyline partaking to Janet that I can remember has something to do with the fact that she runs. She has no personality mm-hmm. outside of that, and it drives me yeah. crazy. She runs, and eventually she has a boyfriend, right? Yeah, who is also a sports fanatic. He plays football. Mm-hmm. I just I wish we saw more, I guess. Yeah. Like you live with yeah. these women. They have to be more than just the one trait of Tana's confused and has no idea what life is and Janet runs. Yeah. Yeah, they're props. Yeah, they are. They are kind of filling out because it would be weird if Paris and Rory had a single dorm together, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be too much. You need some like buffer there because mm-hmm. otherwise it would just be like just one on one conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the Gilmore girls are catching up, and Rory is kind of pissed about the fact that Emily came and took all of the stuff, put her own stuff in, and she would like to tell Emily that she didn't like it. And, you know, Lorelai at first is like, yeah, you know, you could totally do that. (laughs) But then she essentially runs through the whole devil's advocate (laughs) side, too. And it's such a well-thought-out argument, too, the way it starts off. And it sounds so nice and so good and and nice and calm and, and not placing any blame, but just I'm uncomfortable. And then we get Emily's response. It's not... It's not any of those things. No. Do you guys think that Lorelai pulled an Emily here? That, like, she kind of manipulated Rory out of it? I don't know if she pulled an Emily. I think she just knows from experience what would happen. I think Lorelai at this point is like, hey, congratulations, you've taken my spot of letting my mother run your life. And this is how it's going to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously, she doesn't talk Rory out of it entirely because, you know, she shows up at Friday night dinner ready and raring to go of, I'm going to tell her all these things. But, you know, maybe Rory's going to have her chance to stand up to grandma later. We'll have to wait for Friday night dinner and see. I want to throw out Mm -hmm. real quick, small detail, that clown pillow is back. (laughs) And it is staring you in the face during this phone call, (laughs) looking aggressively horror filled. It's just like a really great prop great you know terrifying either way it's memorable and not all television props are memorable true true well speaking of grandma uh emily and richard are obviously home alone for the evening no girls to visit them and emily is picking out some fabric samples because i think she's just been so inspired by her recent you know designing that she wants to redo theirs and richard is uninterested he trusts that anything she picks out will be lovely dear he's just tired he just needs a drink and some dinner and he'll be right as rain and emily's like you're working so hard you know people retire and richard is super not talk about the fact that richard tried to retire yeah emily couldn't stand to have him in the house but he yeah, I mean, her. he's still in the house. Maybe that's what she wants, is just go back to work. <laughs> oh, 
Also retire. Yes. Also don't retire. I, I don't really know what you want. Also only work so much that you can also give me uninterrupted attention when you get home. Yeah. But also I don't want, I want money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Emily is a complicated woman. Um, But Emily has received a phone call for Richard from Jason Stiles, a.k.a. Digger Stiles. And Richard is just not interested. He does yeah. not want to speak to Jason, a.k.a. Digger, because his father was, like, the big head boss of Richard's old company. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Richard is like, no, I don't want to, you know, hear from him because he's probably just the message carrier for his father. And Emily is very much on Digger's side and is like, no, like, talk to the boy. So much so that she's invited him over the next day without Richard's knowledge. Doesn't she even say, like, fine, don't call him back. You can talk to him at dinner tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. And then when Richard throws a fit, she's like, it's fine. You can just call and invite him. No, he can't. You can't just do that. That's just not done. That's not the way things are done. But it's very obvious that Emily thinks uh, whatever Digger's up to is a good thing. She Mm -hmm. wants this meeting to happen. She is on Digger's side. That is important to point out. Makes me wonder, did he say something on the call of, hey, this is something Richard's going to like? Or we see in the future that Emily and Jason's mom got along really well, or at least they Mm. tell us that they did. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just an old connection of, oh, it's, it's great. It's fine. Well, at the same time, like, Emily also gives the argument of, you used to like Jason, right? Because <laughs> he did. And he says, yes, I liked Digger when he was getting me coffee and when he was filling my stapler. So you get the sense that Digger was around the office yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and so he knew the family. Maybe he even knew Lorelai. Well, we do find that out. I know, but not yet. <laughs> But we do get back to the Yale dorm, and Rory is back, I guess, from day two or three of shopping week or whatever, and Paris has found out all of the details of the first party of the year. You just okay. have to open your door to be a part of it. I it's have... on their floor. Hold on. I have a slight... Didn't they already have the first party? Wasn't the welcoming no. party the first party? That was Lorelai made a, a small party. This is the first real party without a mom present. Yeah. Okay. This okay. is the first one where there could potentially be a keg. Okay. Mm-hmm. Paris just really wants Rory to agree to open the door. Because that's being part of the party. That's hosting the party. You can get your get your face in people's heads and learn their name. But Rory is just like not into the party thing. She's not. Mm-hmm. She's Rory really doesn't not. want to open the door. She's like, we can go. We can participate. Yeah. But I also see Paris's point of, like, that was something that I totally remember from, again, freshman year, is, like, open your door if you want people to come in and say hi. And the mm-hmm. thing is, people do. That's yeah. kind of the beautiful thing about freshman year is, like, if you leave your door open... Some stranger who is probably also a freshman will pop their head in at some point because they are also looking for new friends. Oh, my God. I remember one freshman year, um, there was an open door party and we went in and it was like 
20 people in this tiny little dorm room. It's not this like huge dorm room that they had at Yale. No, it was like a size of a It's like a 12 by 12 room if you're lucky. Right? And we're all piled in there. And then I don't know if you guys, I know you guys saw it, but Barbie, when, um, spoiler alert, slight spoiler alert for Barbie, when Ken takes out a guitar, that is literally what happened in that <laughs> freaking dorm. Someone <laughs> took out a guitar and started playing uh, Your Guardian Angel by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. And like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. And of all the songs, <laughs> It's all I remember every time I think about it. It's just him playing that guitar surrounded by girls just like, okay, this is Look happening. Look at me. <laughs> yep. I have a guitar and I know how to play it. I mean, I met my fiance because his door was open freshman year of college. So good things can come from this. Yes. But also if you have, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of new furniture – that's my Maybe thought. Don't invite people in. Rory, mm-hmm. the, Emily just furnished, and what Rory does say twenty five thousand dollars of French chenille or whatever, which I'm sure is a bullcrap number that she pulled out of her butt. I don't think she <laughs> has the receipts by any means. But still, Emily just furnished with a bunch of very expensive electronic equipment, surround sound, brand new furniture, brand new couches. I don't think I would want a bunch of people that I don't know in my dorm coming in there as well, because I don't need Emily coming back the next week and being like, hey, what happened to the couch I got you? Why is there a big stain on it? Where's the VCR? But at the same time, (laughs) wouldn't that serve her right? Right? If it's like, this is what happens in a college dorm room. Mm -hmm. Good job, Grandma. You didn't think I was the party girl, but you didn't know you put me with Paris. (laughs) (laughs) We do move on, though. We get to the other party of the episode the lord of the rings party prep and there we're at the gilmore house we have lorelei and suki just going over the details the decorations the i guess the food kind of the food lane comes in and i guess huh kid food kid food yeah kid kid food food. Mm -hmm. lane comes in and found the Horn of Gondor and Legolas's bow and a cape. Now, Whose cape? is this at the at the shop? Th- is this from Kim's Antiques? I think right. these must be antiques. I was thinking about that and I was like, man, I had some pretty cool birthdays as a kid, but never did we go to an antique store to get <laughs> miscellaneous decor, I guess. How much is this birthday party? Right? I mean, this is a pretty I, big birthday party. This is like a thousand dollar plus birthday party and food alone, I swear. Well, Suki's food is, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. But poor Lane. She brought a cape. There's 4,000 people in this movie. None of them has a cape. Ooh, okay. Uh, she wore a bracelet to school. Yeah. And apparently um, that's a huge no-no. So she is going to a seven-day Adventist school. And um, apparently they're very strict. Now, I went to a Catholic college and they were strict in the sense of like alcohol. And there were some talks, some uh, not talks, speeches, let's say, that uh, would not (laughs) be something that I would attend today. However, I never got in trouble for wearing a bracelet. There a bracelet and she had to sit between the girl who wore nail polish and just like these very 
very strict Mm-hmm. Rules. Yeah, what seem to be very minor infractions rack up a pretty big punishment, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. This is the first time we've seen Lane this yeah. season. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, Lane, even though, so we see Rory now out here living a very, um, a very much more independent life, mm-hmm. right? And then on the other hand, now we see Lane, whose life is continuing on pretty much as it was. I would almost argue even more strict yeah. because I and grant it was never discussed, but there was nothing talked about how Lane couldn't wear nail polish. Mm-hmm. I know we see her wearing jewelry. Yeah. Throughout. I so. mean, the bracelet came from somewhere, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, poor Lane. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also Lane does say my parents were called. I just wanted to point that out. Another <laughs> talk about her potentially having a dad. <laughs> that we never there is a dad somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then Lorelai gets another phone call. This time, it's Paris. Because Rory won't open the door. Paris has essentially called Lorelai to be like, make Rory have this party with me. Can yes. we talk about like how teenager Paris feels right now? Of just, yeah. mom, give me what I want. That's all I could think about. But also yeah. how interesting that Paris is like, she feels like she could just call Lorelai about this, right? Like, you know, appropriateness so aside, sweet, whatever. Though. It's very sweet that she's like, she has Lorelai's number and she reaches out to her to be like, Lorelai, help me. It just feels like two sisters squabbling at this point. It does. And yeah. when Rory, Rory comes in and like hears her. Mm-hmm. complaining and then she says what kind of mother are you and she realizes oh no it's Lorelai on the other line yeah <laughs> I think so Lorelai does a very good job though of convincing Rory and and I think she makes some really good points of you're gonna have you know we know you're gonna read every single book in all of the Yale libraries but you're in college and there are are some really great experiences that you will not be able to replicate once you leave there. Don't mm-hmm. don't miss out on the good because you're too busy studying or or working on, you know, there's there's other things than just studying to do there. Yeah. This to me is so crazy. Cuz again, I think it's it's unintentional foreshadowing. Cuz the Rory that Rory becomes two seasons from now is very different from this Rory right now. Ugh. <laughs> Let's say she was... Yeah. The Rory she becomes is never going to be pushed into a party. So, no. like... Mm-hmm. The Rory she becomes is going to be right there with them. Yeah. Leading the party. So, again, is it foreshadowing? Is it, like... I don't know. I, I'm reading it as foreshadowing. I can see that. But Rory does agree, which I also want to say Rory's hair also here looks amazing. Mm-hmm. The way it just kind of swept back. But Rory does agree to hold or to keep the door open. Paris yells, yes. Uh, Rory goes, I'm not doing it for you. And Paris, in true Paris fashion, like I care. Yeah, I don't care about yeah. that reason. You're doing it. Yeah. She won. <laughs> exactly. She won. She won. She got what she wanted. <laughs> Tana comes out wearing, we're back at the dorm still, Tana oh. comes out wearing, um, wearing the Chilton uniform. Yeah. Because Rory told her she can Rory wear whatever she wants. she wants. said she could borrow something. Yeah. 
<laughs> she comes out with a uniform. Oh, Donna. And where he tries to talk her out of it, like, there's so many other clothes in there that that you could pick out. And Donna's just so excited about this uniform. And she's like, there's a tie. That there's matches. a tie. She's like, oh, great. And goes back. <laughs> Let's go find the tie. This is when Paris comes through. Yes, they're trying to decide the theme. What theme are we going to go with for this party? Are they going to be the makeout room? The makeout room. Do we want to do the candles? Be the deep conversation room? I'm going to throw down a towel? Be the keg room? Which, no, never do that. Never volunteer for that. No. One candle. That's what Rory ends up deciding. We can do one candle. Mm-hmm. Which is already more than my dorm would allow. Yeah, No do. open flames at my dorms. <laughs> we weren't allowed microwaves because it might be a fire hazard. We were allowed to have microwaves, but yeah. not open flames. <laughs> I don't remember if we could have... I know restaurants I've worked in cannot have open, open flames. We had the mm-hmm. little fake tea light, like battery-powered tea light candles. Unrelated. Well, I do want to talk about Paris because I feel okay. her, you know? She's been through these past four years. She's She's kind of been the mean girl. For the most part, mm-hmm. people don't really like her, and she wants yeah. to change that. She's coming in. She's like, I can be different. I can be the most popular party. I can do this. I can I can be the Madeline or Louise of the school. She really wants she it. Just, yeah. she, she wants to have some friends, and she wants mm-hmm. to feel like she's part of something and part of a community or part of a friend group or something, and, it's some, and that's something that she never really had. I mean, she had Madeline and Louise at Chilton, but as we saw many times, they weren't, they didn't really feel like friends, or at least not friends that you could trust. Very frenemy. Yeah. And this is a new chapter. This is a new opportunity. And as much as I hate to say it, I think part of that can be attributed to Terrence (laughs) and losing her (laughs) name. Yeah. Yes. Losing in quotes. Yes. Terrence. Quote unquote losing. We do go, okay, we do get to the kid party though, this sh- fancy kid party. Incredible. With mm-hmm. full on Lord of the ring-, ring decorations. Every kid gets a costume that is provided at the party. Not, hey, show up in your favorite Lord of the Rings character. It's, hey, come here and we will dress you. It's like costumes on demand too. You can yeah. say, I want to be Legolas. I want to be Gimli. I want to be Frodo. I want. You could say whatever you want, and they just make it happen. What? This is it's so expensive. Amazing, but I'm. I that like. Really I'm trying to think back to the kids' parties. Oh, I just said it was really what? expensive. Oh yeah, I was trying to think back to the kids' parties that I went to, um, at like houses where people like definitely had money. And I never went to anything this extravagant. One time somebody had, like, a pool and a bounce house and, like, a henna person, like a henna artist. that's fun. But that was probably one of the most, like, bougie-seeming birthdays I ever went to as a kid. Uh, I, okay, I just took Charlie to a very bougie princess party uh, a month or two ago. And they had brought in two princesses. We had Elsa and Jasmine. And they did like a whole hour long presentation of singing their songs and doing this. And then they got, um, it was, it wasn't 
face painting, but they got like stencils painted on them of like mm. crowns or you know, like t- princess crowns, not Crayola crowns. <laughs> and there are big banners everywhere and there's a big bounce house and there was a pool and there were all these things that you could do. But it was still, hey, come dressed as your favorite princess. Yeah, not like we're going to provide every every kid who comes here a full costume. And, I mean, we only see a small chunk of this party, Mm -hmm. so who knows what else is going on. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm very impressed. Uh, We have a... is is this the scene where we have the girl come up and complain and start saying there's no girls in Lord of the Rings? Girls can't go to Mount Doom. And Lorelai uh, yeah. throws out, you ever heard of a Brazilian bikini wax? Yeah. That to was an eight-year-old? Something to say to an eight-year-old. <laughs> of all of the different ways that you could be like, hey, women are strong too. That is like, that would never even cross my mind. I really dislike this scene for that and also yeah the slur that is mentioned by the kids um oh yeah we got got the r word we did yeah second time in the series yeah and this time it is specifically used as a like a derogatory term towards somebody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i can almost almost give worry that she's just trying to describe somebody this is straight up you you are uh yeah not great not great not great with the women aspect either about the bikini wax Mm -hmm. i do kind of like the line of the like oh girls go on ventures too and in heels because it reminds me of that the quote of like of Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Mm, backwards and in heels. Backwards and in mm-hmm. heels. But that's like the only redeeming thing in that little scene for me. Yeah. Yeah. But even with her, you know, questionable girl talk, Lorelai, I think, is still doing better at this party than her co-host, Suki. Um, well, Apparently. Yeah. Two of her work, two of Suki's workers showed up earlier and had been chopping away for hours. Chopping what? I don't know. And I would I mean, be, at this point, crudite at least. I would already be seriously questioning what they're chopping for a kid's party. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, Suki comes up. She's got the food. She's got it ready to go. She's has got, oh my gosh, so much food. And the, but then, but then the dad shows up. With swords. With swords. Oh, God, the swords. And every mom there rolls their eyes and looks for the band-aids, I'm sure. Classic, not even like a classic dad move. That's like a classic uncle move. Right. Right? Like, I feel you like want swords. everybody has an uncle whose job it is to, like, roll up to a kid's party and be like, here's permanent markers, or here's swords, or here's, here's some something... Kind of- here's sparklers <laughs> here's some glitter here is yep. something to just make your parents life hell but yes we do uh so we move on we are back at the gilmore mansion jason digger styles has shown up for his conversation with richard emily sweet as can be how's your mom how's her horses because apparently he grew up with horses <laughs> and he comes in and he sits down in richard's office and richard won't even really give him the time of day. He, d- I don't even think he looks up until Jason starts. I want to go into business with you, and I am prepared to buy my way in, mm-hmm. and I will bring all of my clients with me. 
how do you feel? Oh, and he wants some stationery. Mm-hmm. Richard's just, you want to do this. Why would you want to do this? He thinks maybe he's being punked or something, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He thinks it's a joke. This is a ridiculous offer. It's like, why would I do this? Why would you do Almost this? Almost kicks him out. He does. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll see you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the door. Uh, Jason goes on to say, essentially, I hate my, or no, I don't hate my dad. I just don't want to be my dad. Mm-hmm. He wants to piss and, his dad off. That's yeah. what he says. Yeah. Anybody just really enjoy the irony that Richard is just absolutely blind to the male version of his daughter sitting in front of him? Right. <laughs> What's worse is that as soon as he says it, I want to piss off my dad, Richard's eyes change. Done. He's he's sold. Yep. yep. He'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. How much did you bring? All of your clients? What was it with Jason's youth and uh, reputation and Richard's experience and, oh, I don't know. <laughs> something about them makes them a great Tallness. combination <laughs> Tallness. Yeah. but he's like respectability respectability he's that like, was what it was yeah can you picture my dad's face when he finds out that you and me went into business together and richard's like richard i can see the face <laughs> richard was the best they ever had they shouldn't mm-hmm. have let him go mm-hmm Time to celebrate. Richard's getting a business partner. And he invites him for a drink. Even though yes, he said earlier. Yes, I was trying to remember. Okay. He he said earlier, Emily, do not invite him for anything afterwards. It's just dinner and bye. Right? He's like, yeah. not even a drink. And Emily was <laughs> yep. like, oh, I'll, I'll hide the bar cart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love when we get this, like, sassy side of Emily. We don't see it enough. No. This is when Emily is like, it would be nice if you didn't work so much, if you had someone else to lean on. Oh, yes. During Emily is times. fully in support of this mm-hmm. idea right now. Right now. Right now. Yes. yes. <laughs> With the information she has, which is that Digger is a nice boy. Yep. He's such a nice boy. And he's such a hard worker, I'm sure. But we get back to the Lord of the Rings party. Suki is starting to set up. Uh, she has covered the Lord of the Rings tablecloths with white fabric tablecloths. She's bringing out burners and oh, chafing, chafing dishes. dishes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you mean the the paper cups and the paper plates are supposed they're they're here for real to be yeah. used? <laughs> she says that the uh, the tablecloths had like monsters on them, and it's like, like yes, yeah. <laughs> characters, characters from the movie. That this party is about? <laughs> you can't have open flames around children? No. No. You shouldn't, at least. Yeah. Suki's too bougie to these kind of parties. Yeah. This whole episode to me, and I know where it goes, and part of it in my mind is just, I want to say it's pregnancy brain, mm-hmm. but this just feels very out of character for her. This whole, like, obliviousness to children. I, I can see where you're coming from, especially later. I'll just mention one little line that she says that she would mock her six-year-old. She would nephew. heckle kids. Yeah. She no. would heckle a kid. Suki? That doesn't track with Suki, no. Yeah, no. 
Uh, I I don't agree with that either. I understand we don't see her around kids a whole lot, but it's implied that she was around Rory a lot and great with Rory. And Lorelai straight up says it in a future scene. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. But to just, at this point, she, we're not there. We're not there yet. I'm not there <laughs> yet. Suki doesn't know anything about kids' party decor and thinks you should have chasing, chafing dishes. And she wants to throw a bougie party for these kids. She does. Well, over at a different party at Yale, uh, Paris is greeting other students, inviting other students, because she wants to bring them over to Suite 5, aka their suite, that has a candle, guys. It has a single candle for deep conversation. Paris is being, like, (laughs) the least cool person at this party. She really is. She feels like the mom. She feels like the mom (laughs) that kind of just crashed and wants to be everybody's friend. Mm Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, at the actual party, I don't know, guys, it's pretty frat boyish. Like, I understand what they're trying to do. Like, uh, Janet's there, so she brought over all the sporty people. Sports it, people. Yeah, it's just a bunch of guys doing push-up contests. And then, like, a couple. That's, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but- like, that's kind of what happens with these parties, is, like, yeah. the people that you know show up. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a few more people roll in. Like, yeah. it's nice that Janet invited her friends over. Yeah. Instead of, I've met my roommates, you don't want to meet them. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Tana, meanwhile, is just kind of watching, still wearing the Chilton uniform. <laughs> Tana's still figuring herself out and figuring out where she's at. Meanwhile, Rory's just there. Paris comes in and she's like, we got the best room. Like, the other room is yeah. boring, there's too many people, blah, 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 this and this. We got it. And I'm just like, I would hate to be in that room. Too much testosterone guys, for me. Uh, do you guys pick up, and I don't think it's an intentional, but there's a, a reference to uh, one of the rooms. One of the rooms is really picking up, but I spread the rumor that the girl got waitlisted and everybody left. And all <laughs> I could think of was Legally Blonde. When... Do you guys oh, remember, I don't that, remember movie? that? No, I remember I the remember movie, that, but I don't remember that reference. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't remember the boyfriend's name, but we find out like close to the end of the movie that he got waitlisted and his oh, dad had to make a call. I do remember that. Yes. Warner. 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 Yes. Yeah, he's Selma. By, Selma um, Blair, the teacher from Vampire Diaries. I do remember. Who I've heard is yeah. not a very nice guy. He's not. <laughs> he's not so he has a tie he has a role that that he's really good at playing yeah <laughs> yeah selma blair who i can't remember her character's name but she tells l that mm-hmm. he got waitlisted and his dad had to make a call <sighs> and that's just what i could think of when paris like well i spread the rumor that she got waitlisted and everybody just ditched her but like oh. she's still there she right? was admitted to yale yeah. in the end like people who on the waitlist don't always get admitted you don't get a number of, hey, you were accepted first. Good job. I guess, I guess it's a thing? I, I don't, don't guess. Know. I don't know. My, my school isn't that fancy. Anyway, Paris is still out there trying to be number one just at the party yeah. scene instead of college, I guess. And Rory's a little bit over it. She does go to her room for like half a second. She opens her book before, okay. No, let me go out. Let me socialize. I think Lorelai starts speaking in her head right? of, no, right. you can't do this. 
Well, Lorelai says you're hiding in your room. And she's like, I'm not hiding when I do that. I want to do that. But she mm-hmm. is kind of hiding at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she walks out. And guys, we have two very special guests in this episode. It's Well, first. Yes, oh. yes. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's Madeline and Louise, a.k.a. Yeah. <laughs> The girls from Chilton who graduated Chilton with Rory and probably shouldn't have come back for this party, but are for some reason here. They're hitting all of the best college parties. Mm hmm. Yeah, because why not? It's just like, how? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Jess, were you going to say something? No, I, w- I thought you were talking about the twins. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, we're not there yet. Not yet. (laughs) But we do get a little update on Madeline and Louise. Mm -hmm. Turns out Madeline dropped out from Mills. um, And it's just. Immediately. Yeah. And I got the sense that she's just crashing with Louise. Like she's not in too late now. Right? Yeah. I mean, it it sounds like she's crashing with Louise at at Tulane. Well, that's kind of what. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Like, also because one of the things that we got from the Chilton years was that she was they are smart, smart girl. Yeah, right. They were smart girls. They were top mm-hmm. of their class. And there, there's no other, no other explanation at any point in time. And we do see these girls again. We do one more, one more time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the it just Mills went bye bye. Before I unpack my shoes or something like that. Just like but, she got there, deuced out. You know, some people, they would do so much better if they could have a year off before they go to college. Yeah. And maybe here. that would have been her situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have done that. <sighs> Honestly, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, like Jess said, uh, they're making the rounds, they're going to different parties different colleges next up is harvard louise actually has a boyfriend at harvard yeah she's definitely gonna stay loyal to right guys mm-hmm. yeah because there's not 10 seconds later Ooh, i'm gonna go talk to him Con- well, yeah that doesn't happen right <laughs> um you know what we love them I, it was nice to see them. We love them for who they are yeah familiar faces are yeah, fun i wish that they would have been a little bit more in the series but Mm -hmm. you know we had our years with them it was nice to see them for at least a little bit but we go back to rory and she sees that little awkward curly haired kid that she had a class with earlier and she goes to approach him and gets stopped by two other girls this time twins and they are yeah something and they're also delivered by emily yes emily has hooked rory up not with just furniture but also with some friends mm-hmm. who immediately start trying to give her a nickname a nick without even introducing themselves. oh yeah got nope. a nick Ugh. without even introducing themselves Gil- like, i would be so confused <laughs> like Gil- it's Ro- Gilroy would have been probably the best one. I'm not going to lie. Can you imagine right? calling Rory Gilroy? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> and then don't they ask, like, oh, when's your birthday? Oh, yes. Astrology is so hot right now or something like that. Yeah. They- when they go inside. But their names are, like, Kick and Mickey? Is that it? Yes. Sure. Nikki or I Mickey will forever, and Kick. I will forever refer to them as the Gabor sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Which we will kind of talk about next week. I mean, Rory, like, even tries to shake them. Rory's immediately like, uh, no. And they are literally clutching onto her. (laughs) You know what? Paris is good for something. It's not here yet, but she's good for something. (laughs) Well, this party continues, and there's even, like, I I guess kind of like a political talk kind of thing, like a TED talk going on with this guy. And Paris is involved in this conversation, but she's not really involved. And you would think this would be her vibe, right? Shutting down people with their bad opinions. I think maybe she already tried and... Oh, yeah, maybe. Got ignored. And he's just... But also, maybe she's trying to still be different at that point, right? Yeah. Maybe she's trying to hold herself in. Trying to be a new person. And this guy, he pops up later because I think he's eventually on the Yale Daily News stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But Isn't he this, always reminds um, me of the is, front man for Fallout Boy. Uh, Fallout Boy. Yeah, Patrick. Yeah, um, he um, has a name. He he's he, the guy that like walks by Russian literature sucks yeah. and has like the possibly underage girlfriend way in the future. Ooh. He ends up being he. And he has as a, a name as a Fallout Boy fan. I really love Patrick, and Patrick's a really nice guy, so I don't want to compare him, but they do look similar. I will acquiesce. It's a physical resemblance. Nothing. His name is Glenn. 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 That's his name. Glenn. But yes, Paris just kind of looks over it. Rory's stuck in between the Gabor sisters. In my mind, they kind of both just look like Malibu Barbie. (laughs) Like, they're so perfect. I honestly... I would have been referring to them as the Olsen twins. They look twins, like Connecticut right? Barbie. <laughs> oh, gosh. And Paris just kind of comes over, and she's just like, she's still determined, guys. She is determined to make this work. She wants to be different this year. She will not kick everyone out. She will continue this party, and she will be different. And that's what she does, right? Right? Yeah. Totally. Totally, 100%. Okay, well, uh, two seconds later, she kicks everyone out of the party. Well, there's a dude that comes up, and he says some... (laughs) I don't remember what he says. He's clearly drunk. Yeah, very drunk, and I don't remember what he said either. Me either. That makes all three of us. (laughs) Either way, it is triggering to Paris, and she's like, nope. Done. Everybody out. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> she and she grabs the twins she's like out and Paris just says sorry Roy. what can you do yeah Rory's oh, yeah, like sorry. Rory she's says, my roommate like, sorry yeah. oh I can't control me. her <laughs> by the way I have not and I will not give you my phone number right oh Emily certainly has though oh yeah mm. we don't see him again though Mm-mm. I unfortunately <laughs> very hard with Paris in the scene I hate <laughs> parties like this this is my nightmare I would be so awkward the entire- I would probably be Rory just sitting there while two other people have a conversation so you know I 
was Rory at one yeah. point. So my best friend in high school graduated a semester early mm-hmm. and started going to IU at a university. I don't know. If, I haven't been there in like a decade. Uh, she started going to IU, which is a known party school. Uh, so I would take my weekends and I would go there and stay with her in her dorm and go to college parties my senior year in high school. But I was also very awkward, but just wanted to not be awkward. So I would be like the girl sitting on the couch wanting to be included, but not really knowing how to be included. So I would just sit there and smile and watch everybody get drunk. And mm-hmm. you know what? I had a good time with it. It was just kind of like a people watching experience for me. Yeah. See, I I would have gone into my room and unfortunately, unlike Rory, I would have stayed there. <laughs> I would have been like, all right, well, I'm reading well, my book Rory now. Rory had to make sure... Rory had to make sure nobody stole the sur- the the sound the surround sound. <laughs> totally. Well, we cut over to Frodo's face because they're watching the Lord of the Rings at the Lord of the Rings party. These kids looked enthralled, and I say that sarcastically because they look like they're about to all fall asleep. Like I'm pretty sure the direction was, "Look like you're watching the best movie of your life," but half of these kids are just like, "What is happening on this screen right now?" Well, they've probably watched that same scene 20 times. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just Frodo's face, all like 20 minutes of it. That was a long movie, guys. I've only really seen That's Lord like of the Rings. It's like a three and a once. half hour movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The entire all series. Three... How much are. It's like 14 hours or something? It's I a lot. I don't know. Especially I if saw, you watch like, I... the extended editions and stuff. I saw all of them once. Yeah, I've only seen once. I can't, and I enjoyed them. I enjoyed them thoroughly, but I cannot watch them again. They're just so long. I've seen all of them many times, and I (laughs) I love them. I also occasionally rewatch the Hobbit movies, which are not nearly as good. But hated the Hobbit. The originals are just so good. I'm sorry. I loved I loved Benjamin Cumberbund's voice. As the Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yes. Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm well aware of his okay. real name. <laughs> I was just like trying to picture like who is she talking about? She's talking about Smog. Smog the Dragon. Smog. 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 All right, guys. Yes, but apparently the movie's almost over. Oh, is that near the end? Yeah, so apparently the movie's almost over, which means it's almost, well, they're saying like the kids are looking oh, like okay. they're going to be hungry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think as thankfully, soon as the movie's over. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Suki's already uh, putting out some food. She has some blanched veggies. She has a full seared fish and grass legs. Beautiful. What the hell is what? grass legs? Like, it's like I have no idea. It's like a preparation of fish. Um, it's like oh, lox. is that the fish? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. What? I know nothing about cooking. What are blanched veggies? I'm assuming so that's when you. So right? blanching, it, I I believe it's when you put vegetables into hot water very briefly. A lot of the time, like you can do that to vegetables, and it'll make their colors pop. Like if you blanch oh, okay. like a, a green vegetable, a lot of the time it makes it more green. Okay. So for crudite like this, I guess you could do that. I think it's pretty bougie. Like if I was prefer- putting together a crudite plate. I'd just be dumping the carrots and celery on it. But no, she has gone the extra step. She has a a wash she puts on them. 
Mm-hmm. Garlic. Some some kind of aioli mm-hmm. that she puts on it. Yeah. It's beautiful. And like again, this would be a delightful meal for maybe the three of us, perhaps, mm-hmm. as adult for women. Grown ups. Oh yeah. Um but where's the kids kids food? And Lorelai is pretty insistent. The Guys, food. the the kids' food? And the kids' food. It's inside. Relax. I have it inside. They go over. Here is the kids' food. It is a jalapeno chipotle infused mac and cheese. That's green. It's green. It's green. Like puke and colored mm- green? It, also, as a kid, it's jalapeno. Like, you have to always jalapeno. assume that kids have zero spice tolerance. Right? And that was my first thought. I was like, why would you give kids spicy mac and cheese? But I'm like, okay, jalapeno, you know, you you can, you can. Sometimes it's milder. Yeah. Yeah. You can get yeah. it more mild, you know, take but out Chipotle? the seeds. Just, you can do things to just get more of the flavor and not necessarily the spice. And I was like, but the Chipotle too? Right? Like she was so like you doubling just, down on the spice. So you just want to give, I'm sorry, with how big this party is and all of the cups and plates they had in the background, at least, at least 20 kids. Mm-hmm. And that's. That's conservative based on the number of cups and plates that were there. <laughs> a single pan of green spicy mac and cheese. And there are so many entrees for the adults. There is so much food for the adults. So and we much. haven't even gotten to the cake yet. The entire kitchen is, it looks like the Independence Inn's kitchen. It does. Or the Dragonfly. It's covered in vegetables and fruit. Covered. And there is food on every square inch of surface now, in that kitchen. let's talk about that cake. Because earlier in the episode, uh, Lorelai said, oh, I can get a Lord of the Rings cake made. And Suki's like, no, I have the cake. No, Don't worry no, about no. it. Pan over to the cake. To be fair, Suki is correct. She's the caterer. She should have control the cake she knows how to make cakes she made a golf ball cake once right she knows how to mm-hmm. do this um yeah we turn over to the cake and it is a fruit chocolate cake um there is kiwi there is strawberries every kind of fruit imaginable. it looks like a wedding cake it does it's tiered in hawaii yeah it's a lot of fruit i just want to say I would not even try red velvet cake as a kid because it was not chocolate or vanilla. Yeah. And I can imagine at least half of the kids like that there are there. The tricky thing with kids' birthdays is you have to, like, cater to the lowest common denominator, which Mm -hmm. is, like, no spice, the most basic of basic. Like, even if your kid loves, you know, like, uh, spicy sausage pizza, you have to get cheese pizza. You have to get... Who eat right? nothing like, but peanut butter and jelly. You know it. There's yeah. going to be. There's always going you know to be. You know how many um, Carvel vanilla and chocolate crunch cakes I've had in my childhood? <laughs> like, that's what they always ordered was an ice cream cake because everyone likes ice cream. And the kids that don't like ice cream, you can get one. something else. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, so that was weird, too. I just don't like cold. This beautiful fruit cake looks amazing. Not for children. Mm-mm. And Lorelai kind of goes into damage control mode. She sends one of the waiters to go buy pizzas, get cupcakes, get sprinkles, jimmies, like she says. 
and they'll decorate their own cupcakes. And Suki's like, I'm sorry, I'm a caterer, I'm a professional, and you want me to make, you want to buy cupcakes so someone else decorates them? Who are you to just come in and tell me what to do? I'm your partner, you're not my boss. And I'm like, To okay. an extent, <laughs> she's correct. She is. But, but there was a is massive breakdown in communication. Yeah, like Lorelai is unfortunately doing the correct thing in her position as like the party coordinator, the party planner. She is making sure that there is food available for the customers, that the customers will eat. Because as it stands, there's not. No. And as we didn't mention it, we've already had one girl pick up a carrot, put it in her mouth, and put it back. Yes. And, and that's Suki, what prompted this whole conversation. Suki did not like that. Not at all. No, she doesn't like that. And she doesn't like being told what to do. And also, uh, another child comes in, asks for juice, and Suki yells at her. And the girl hey, starts you, crying. we're talking. Yeah. She, I feel so bad for the little girl. I know. She's Same. a great little actress. Like She is. But, and again, Lorelai immediately goes into, like, mom problem solver mode of, like, asking mm-hmm. her questions and, you know, just like, do you like this kind of juice? And, like, the kind of things that you do to little kids who are just about to cry. Yeah. Lorelai handles it great she gets the girl our juice she goes away smiling you're really excited the movie's great and she kind of gets her you know out and away and then we're back on Suki and Suki's just like oh my god I can't do this I can't do this she's not talking about the party she's talking about the baby she can't do this I don't want to be pregnant anymore is what she yeah this is where what Sandra was talking about comes up where Suki's like, um, or maybe it was Emily, but whoever said that she like heckled children yeah. and like she's listing all of these ways that she mm-hmm. is not good with children, which does not track with like the character that I think we've pre- presented for the last three seasons. Like, and it's fine if Suki doesn't love kids, but we have not seen anything that would suggest that she is like aggressive towards children or like yeah. purposefully unkind to children she's yeah. always been sweet like that is like a a characteristic of suki kind of throughout is that she's very sweet right that being said yes there are some characteristics here that we don't you know are not of suki however the argument she presents of i don't know if i'm ready to be a mom what if i'm not a good mom what if I don't like them? What if blah, blah, blah. These are all real concerns. Um, and Super I'm valid. Very valid. And I am impressed that a show that earlier in the episode had a slur in had to, you know, had this conversation and threw out, like, I'm scared to be a mom. Right? Mm-hmm. I remember um, in How I Met Your Mother, which the show that comes out, what, like, ten years after this, um, when Lily mm-hmm. also has that conversation of, I don't know if I like my child. Like, that is such a real thing to say. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of women have gone through it. So it was nice oh. to see Suki say that, I guess. 
I love Melissa McCarthy in this scene. Mm-hmm. She freaking nails it. And and like you said, I, I know before I had Charlie, when I was pregnant with her, there... For me, at least, there was a point uh, I and it, it kind of came and went of like, am I ready for this? Can I do this? Like, am I, is, you know, are we going to have this kid? And all of a sudden we have no idea what to do or how to keep him alive. And do I do do I want this? And these are all, you know, we planned. Charlie was very much planned. And I know Suki and Jackson, they planned as well, or at least it's alluded to. But all the women who do not have a planned pregnancy. These are 100% freakouts. What do you do? And Suki's clearly too far along to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a little late now. But I just, I love Melissa McCarthy in this scene. I think she just does such a great job of vocalizing concerns that so many women have. Who do, who, who plan for their kids, who didn't plan for their kids. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think nine months is a long time to sit with, uh, like, mentally preparing yourself for something that is going to change your life beyond, like, anything you could ever imagine. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's, like, I agree, I think it is completely normal and probably very common and much more common than is shown on television Mm -hmm. to have those, like, cold feet moments. You're uncomfortable, your life is about to change. Like, it's fair to be like, I'm panicking, I don't want this anymore. Because at that point, yeah. you just got to roll with it. Yeah. And also, at some point, you get so big in your pregnancy that you're like, I don't want to be pregnant, <laughs> pregnant anymore just because I don't want this thing in me. Yeah. It's totally valid. Um, I do love Lorelai's response. She calms her down. Yes. She tries to tell her, like, look how you were with Rory. Um, of course, Rory is a mythical being that, like, everyone loved, but, like, she was good with mm-hmm. her. You will be good with your child. And there is that common thing of like, I don't like children, but I like my kid. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I'm sure. And, you know, knowing how Suki is in the future, having that hindsight of like, I know the rest of the series, she's going to be fine. But mm-hmm. I, this is a panic attack that unfortunately had to happen, I think, for her. It was yeah. something that she needed to get out she needed to let those fears out and say it it is just cathartic just to say it Mm -hmm. yeah too bad that it had to happen at this birthday party oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that i assume ends well but we kind of right presumably the end of it so that guy comes back with all of the food and they manage to cook it and have it ready to go by the time the movie is over just give everyone grape soda they'll be fine Mm-hmm. I mean, she's like, go get some pizza bagels. That is microwave food right and there. And chips, right? right? Yeah. Chips. All chips. of the chips. Well, back at Yale, uh, it's the middle of the night. It seems like Rory got up to either get something to eat or go to the bathroom or something in the other. Because she's in her robe. And she hears snoring outside of her door. So she goes over to check. And it's a naked guy. Like, fully butt-ass naked. The most nudity we ever have in right. No More Girls. Yes. Could not be Just any more naked. Laying on, like, the cold stone floor in the, like, entryway. Entryway. Yep. Um, how drunk do you have to be to have this happen? Apparently very drunk. 
And he looks up, and it's curly-haired, awkward boy from earlier. What we learned was a Japanese fiction class. We did. Mm -hmm. Rory experiences, I'm assuming, her first naked guy in real life. And gives him her robe to cover up. And we officially meet Marty. 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 My only issue with this scene is if you are drunk enough to pass out naked in the entryway of a dorm, you're not sober enough to be woken up by a robe tie. Right. She, like, just dangles her robe tie on him. And also not sober enough to recognize really anything at that point. Like, I feel like if you're that drunk, and even if it does wake you up, you're just like, "Mm, it's fine, and you're going to go back to sleep. (laughs) Okay. Let's take... We've never heard of Marty. We don't know who Marty is, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's pretend we don't even know who Marty becomes. We just know mm-hmm. Naked Guy. Are we thinking new love interest for Rory? Jess is gone. He's appeared three times in this episode, right? In the classroom, mm-hmm. at the party, and now here in the hallway. So we're definitely having him, like, really thrust upon us as the viewer, and um, we did bad, see Rory show for naked guys. <laughs> but we also saw Rory show some level of interest in him, whether romantic or otherwise, at the party when she kind mm-hmm. of went to like she was going to go interact with him. Mm-hmm. But there hasn't been anything overt at this point. No. I think, yes, just because, as as Jess said, he is thrust upon us in this episode. <laughs> Uh, we have multiple scenes with him. It's like, okay, here's a new potential friend at Yale. Um, and because it's a boy, it could be a love interest. And right. that I think, I don't remember much. I think that was the extent of my thought process when I first saw the this episode. I think my um, initial thoughts when I saw this episode was, he looks like a knockoff Jess. Or a knockoff Dave, really? to be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, I oh, he's it. like a Dave Jess, like, hybrid. I just I never saw him as being, like, I'm, the, the actor is a good-looking guy, right? Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. I just never saw him as being good-looking enough to be, like, a Rory love interest. Right? Look at Dean. Look at Jess. That is so real of you. Eventually look at Logan. Like, no, just from, like, a casting perspective. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He like, is just a very... He's a normal he's guy. A, he, yeah, he's just a normal-looking guy. He's not He's not an overly attractive dude, which all of Rory's boyfriends are. Are models, yeah. They're, like, models, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason Jess isn't a model is because he's not quite tall enough. Aw. Uh. Sure, Kings. Actually, you know what? I don't think Logan is either. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. Logan Dean's is the only one Dean's tall. Just the tall one. <laughs> Dean's just really tall. He's like he's so tall that he uh, he scores the average up kind of thing. He does, yes. yeah. But well, also, he tells Richard he's six two. Jess and Logan both have like enough attitude that they like make up for their height. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, guys, we end the episode at Friday night dinner where Rory has been waiting outside for Lorelai. Uh, she is psyching herself up. She's going to tell Emily she needs to stop with the interference. And Lorelai is just like, you know what? Well, you first, have to do it at the right Lorelai time. Lorelai sniffs her cup. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> and Rowing is like, no, I'm going to do it no matter what. No matter what time it's, it, the time is here, right? 
Time and is, is now. Until Emily opens the door, starts talking about her day, and then looks Rory straight in the eye, and Rory's like, oh, wow. Oh, now. Now is the time. Oh, crap. I can't do this. <laughs> and then Richard comes and in. And then Richard comes <laughs> yeah. in. But yes, Richard comes in with an announcement. He is officially going into business with Jason Digger Styles. And it should be noted that Lorelai does recognize that name as Digger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she does kind of perk up when Richard mentions that they're doing this to screw over Digger's dad. Um, Emily does not approve of this. No. No, no, no. Emily describes Lorelai to a T. Yes, she does. And Lorelai slinks down in her seat. Uh Uh-huh. It is very much like, who would do this? Who would be this kind of person? And it's like, oh, uh, she's right behind you. She's sitting in the sofa, actually. It's also like the conversation that Lorelai and Rory had on the phone about the furniture, right? Like, Mm -hmm. gratefulness and, oh, Lorelai knows her mom. Emily is very much, I, the man clothed him, fed him, bought him this, got him education, did all of these things. And all I could think is, love is nice too. Yeah. Being nice. Because, like, we didn't really mention it before. We kind of mentioned it a little bit. Uh, Digger was the coffee boy. He was the staple boy. He's the son of the CEO of the company. And he's filling up coffee for people. Presumably he was probably, like, interning. Yeah. 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 Um, And, yes, he has that great opportunity, nepotism, blah, blah, blah. You can give all that argument. He didn't have a childhood is kind of what I'm getting here. He was, like, Mm -hmm. put in that spot right away. Groomed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was groomed for this. He was groomed for it. And we'll see that again with Logan. But for now... We do end the episode with uh, Richard and Emily kind of going their own way to argue and Lorelai making chicken noises at Rory because Rory just froze. She just completely froze. And it's just like 30 seconds of Lorelai making fun of her. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, basically. (laughs) It wasn't the right time. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, (laughs) I don't think there's ever a right time with Emily in that kind of conversation. No, there's not. That's how the episode ends. That was the episode. (laughs) How do we feel about this episode? I like this episode. I I have a lot of nostalgia for this episode because of the Lord of the Rings party. Mm -hmm. That's like a big thing that I remember. And I love it so much. But yeah, it's a fine episode. I always remember this episode as the Naked Guy episode. Until Mm -hmm. I remember, oh, this is also the Digger episode, like the first episode of Digger. And like, honestly, with the title, I shouldn't forget (laughs) because like everything is uh, is... kind of put down there. But for some reason, I always forget Diggers in this episode. I I never remember the title of the episodes. For me, this starts off. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the Yale party episode. And then Mm -hmm. we get to the next scene. I was like, oh, yeah, this is also... This is also the kid party episode. And then we get to another <laughs> This is also the Jason Digger. This is also the Digger style. It just escalates. I never remember that all of these things are together. 
this episode was definitely like an introducing a lot of new storylines. Um, so it mm-hmm. not didn't have and characters crazy things happen, but it did have new characters and it did bring the storyline a little forward. I would assume. I think we're gonna get a lot of Marty for a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I think obviously we have new guy, and like we said, kind of love him or hate him. He's the only guy that we've seen more than twice at Yale so yeah, far. Basically. So clearly he's a big character. But yeah, guys, who are we thinking is the town person of the week? This one was a hard one for me. I'm not going to lie. I? Lorelai? I think it's Lorelai. Yeah. And my argument for Lorelai would be that, one, when Suki drops a, hey, I essentially have a job that you are tied into, she rolls with it and she does a great job. Um, mm-hmm. She is a great party planner throughout the entire party, even when Suki has her meltdown. Um and she, you know, maybe a little manipulation, but she does give some good advice to Rory on the phone, both about the party and about dealing with her grandmother. That would be why I think it's Lorelai. I have a different person. I would agree with that. Oh. Oh, yes. I have Paris. Um, I know she gets a little aggressive at the end, kicking everyone out, but she's trying. And... Yeah. For someone like Paris, who we've seen these past four years, uh, three years, be not trying at all, right? She's really trying here, and she's trying to open up, and she's trying to be a new person. And there's something to be said about that, about, like, changing and acknowledging you have to change, going through with that. I know that at the end. And how hard it is. It is really hard. Um, I know yeah. she does kick everyone out, but like I feel like at that point it was a frat party, so <laughs> I kind of feel that. But I also understand Lorelai. I don't know. What do you guys think? My my first thought was Lorelai for basically all the reasons it just said. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna switch to Paris. I like the Paris argument. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, though. I mean, like you said, she does get full blown Paris at the end, but it is so hard to change who you are and, and Paris at this that. point has had 18 years of I hate people they're just in my way to I I want to be friends and I want to make friends in a new environment and and help kind of redesign my personality mm-hmm. to an extent a fresh start what do you think Jess are you okay with that? I I'm happy to to swing to Paris because you know I don't know how many times Paris is gonna get wins. That is totally. I can fair. think of <laughs> one more time off the top of my head that I will I will go to bat for Paris. Yeah, that's and fair. I think Sandra will support it when we get there. <laughs> so we're saying Paris for townsperson of the week, or is she an honorary townsperson? She doesn't live in. Stars Hollow, but neither does Rory. Neither anymore. does Rory anymore. So I'm gonna go townsperson. I I would say townsperson of the week. Yes. But. 
So we did part a uh, poll up on Discord for a townsperson of the week. Options being Lorelai, Rory, Emily, Tana, Paris, Suki, Jackson, Jason, Richard, Naked Guy, Japanese Fiction TA, or the Gabador, <laughs> or the Gabor Sisters. And we have an even tie between Naked Guy and the Japanese Fiction TA. <laughs> He was pretty cute. <laughs> Freshman. Oh, I refuse to give it to Marty. But you know what? I acknowledge that uh, some people like Marty. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. I like Marty. He, too. We'll get there. <laughs> yep, I'm not going to go there yet. We like Marty right now. He's to a nice guy. Uh, congratulations, Paris. Uh, I think... Uh, Good job. Keep trying at it. I don't know if it actually succeeds, but we'll see. Um, Yay! (laughs) But thank you for listening to this episode and joining us this week. As always, I was Sandra. And I was Emily. And I was Jess. And we'll see you next week for the bits. Bye! 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 Thank you so much for listening. This is Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast with Sandra, Jess, and Emily. And you can follow us on Instagram at townmeetingpod and email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. If you like, send us a message on our answering machine at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. Thank you again. We appreciate all of you.